Hey everybody, this is Emma from Wonder Ministries. I am so excited to, for you guys to be back with us this week. I know it's been a while since we've released a podcast episode, um, but just to encourage you guys to know that we are not going away. This is not changing. We just have had just taken in all the summer holidays all at once. And so just for between Father's Day, 4th of July, Memorial Day weekend, and back in May, um, and just a lot of prayer about the future of wonder and just preparing for that. Um, and so it's just taken up a majority of our focus. And so we're excited to be back with you guys and do some and release a lot of episodes in the next few days. Um, so you guys will be back with those and I'm just encouraged by how many people like just really want to be a part of this ministry. And so it's very encouraging and I'm super grateful for each of you who listen and grateful for each of you who want to be a part of it. And so just know that like, I am super open. If you have any thoughts and ideas or any way you want to think you would like to help, please reach out. Um, you can DM us on Instagram, on Facebook, or we also have our email, which is also through our Instagram. So you can look up and email us that way. Um, and so, yeah, super grateful for each of you and just your encouragement as you have reached out and as you have just encouraged the ministry and shared our episodes and done what you can to make sure that people are able to hear the gospel. And I hope that's what I am doing each week here is just sharing the gospel with people um, through different opportunities that we have, um, whether it's through this podcast, whether it's through our other um, through other resources that we're about to provide for you guys. And so uh, the goal is just to foster discipleship between women of all generations, all different walks of life, um, whether it is you are a young 17 year old, uh, who just is a new believer or someone who's a bit more mature and older, who has been, who's a mom and a wife and a grandmother or of any kind. I hope I can give you the same content and from scripture that will be able to, uh, remind us of who our identity comes from and as ultimately and who God is and, and his son. And so I am super excited to be back with you guys this week. We are continuing our episode, our series through Ephesians. Um, and, I love Ephesians 3. This is what we're going to be talking about this week. Ephesians 3 is just a pat, uh, is a chapter of Ephesians that I feel like kind of links everything together. And you have the very strong passages of the first two chapters about grace and about salvation and what that looks like and those good, good gifts that God gives us as his followers, um, as followers and in, uh, in his children, um, ultimately. But then also you have the later path of Ephesians, which ultimately says like as followers of Jesus and as his children, how we need to stay on guard for the enemy and all these, these challenges that, that are developed by sin in the world that come at us. And so how we need to then be good stewards of our, uh, of our discernment and how the Lord just like is able to equip us. And so what that looks like. And so I feel like this chapter kind of brings those back in together and I'm excited that I, we get to teach through it and it's super cool. Um, but before I get started on that, I wanted to just do a few little, uh, little side note things just to get us started. Um, one big thing is just a reminder that, um, we have, uh, our social media accounts that are very active. Um, we have our Instagram, we have our Facebook. And so if you guys would like to be more involved with what our content is or what we have coming up, please go ahead and go on the, either of those and follow us and uh, just be prepared for some content that's going to be coming your way and some ways that we can encourage you through social media, which I know could be either a really positive or really negative thing in our world today. So um, we try to, are trying to use that as a positive thing for sure. 
Um, so feel free to follow us there and share our episodes when they come up and we will uh, post about them and just upcoming things and giveaways that we have in store. Another thing is that, um, is that also on our podcast streaming platforms, we have, you have a way to like and, uh, and comment and then also subscribe to our episodes as well. I would love to encourage you guys to do that if you like what you are hearing from us um, as we teach God's word. So feel free to do that as well and also share episodes as, as they come. And because uh, our goal is that we would love to be a place again, as I said earlier, to foster discipleship between women and community as well all across the world. And so um, a big part of that is you guys sharing our episodes and just uh, taking what we're teaching here and sharing it to other people as well. So without further ado, I will pray real quick um, before we get started. This episode is called Recognizing God's Provisional Plan and Hope for His People. And we are on Ephesians 3, if you missed that part from earlier. And so um, super excited to jump in with you guys and we will get started. So I'm going to pray for us real quick. Dear Heavenly Father, God, thank you so much for wonder and just for your word and how you're speaking to us through it and through this uh, podcast streaming platform. Lord, I just pray for our for you to open our hearts and wait for what you have to say to us. Lord, um, soften our hearts to your conviction, soften our hearts to for the Holy Spirit to work within us. Um, and I pray that we will also be bold in what you're teaching us and um, aware that of our own humanity, but also very aware of your awe-inspiring goodness and almightiness of who you are. So Lord, I just pray that you give us a passion to share the gospel of who you are to other people and that we can um, just be convicted of what you have to say to us here. And so thank you, Jesus, for walking through us, uh, through this with us, this thing called life. And Lord, I just pray that we are able to um, be kind, be gracious and be loving towards other people as well to show who you are. In your name, I pray. Amen. All right, guys. So Ephesians three um, is a chapter that I that is sec- sectioned out into two different passages in terms of my my Bible. So the Bible I am using, um, as I use mostly throughout these podcast episodes when I'm using scripture is um, and when I'm teaching through scripture is what I meant to say. I'm sorry is uh, the Jesus Bible. And so it's an NIV version, new international version, but I also have ESV as well as uh, an ASB as well. So those are just the ones I tend to lean towards. I know there's some great ones out there. I have a CSB Bible that I like a lot. Um, Yeah. So there's there's some really good ones out there. So just, I think having several versions with me is very helpful. And um, well, and we may do an episode where we talk all about like different versions of the Bible and like what they mean and all that fun stuff. Cause it's really interesting actually. So I am very passionate about all that. So, um, but yeah, I'm so today I'm using my NIV Bible. Um, and it's just a very, like I consult different ones. Um, my ESV is my go-to, but NIV is a good one for me to look at as well, to get a different like verbiage on some words that the, that is used as well. So, um, and so as we saw in the past two, episodes we saw the first episode which talks about God's good gifts and so we saw a lot about the teaching of who of the gospel and what uh, Jesus did for us and the reminder that Paul was teaching to the 
uh, the church in Ephesus about um, how we should stay, we should cling to scripture and cling to who God is um, in times whenever there's a lot of different belief systems out there, because Ephesus was that trade port where there's a lot of different people come from different cultures and different backgrounds. So a lot of beliefs were mixing up in this port city. And so you also had like it being a, t- a city of where the city of Aphrodite. And so you had a lot of just some paganism coming into play along with like, just, you know, so there's just a lot of like spiritual warfare happening in that, in the midst of that city. And so, um, Paul definitely was reminding this church of the gospel and what Jesus did and how he died for us and how that is what you believe. So we should cling to that. And so, and then in Ephesians two, we talked a lot about, um, our identity in Christ and what that, what does that look like? We also talked a lot about grace, um, which is something I, I would love to even talk more upon, but I don't have the time for it, but maybe that's something we come back to you. But like grace is something I think that a lot of people miss the, the meaning of. And cause I even know, cause I'm a lot of my past, as I've been going through it a lot lately, I've realized I have a lot a lot of it comes back to the misunderstanding of grace. And I think there's a point where you just, you misunderstand what that means. And for so long, I thought I understood it. And I, it kind of clicked for me this, uh, the past few days that, wow, I had a very warped view of it. And I think a lot of it was just because of like the Bible belt culture and like coming up in that and just not really understanding it. I think some people teach it very well. Some people don't. Um, and so I think just realizing that there's nothing we can do in order to get to gain God's grace, but that it is given to us because of the love of, that he has for his people and he is not broken. We are. And so that's why we need grace, but we don't deserve it. Um, and so it's just a great reminder. And especially as I taught through it, it was a good reminder for me as somebody who, uh, has struggled with that concept a lot. Um, especially recently has been a good reminder to me as well, just as, uh, as I've studied more of this chapter and of, of Ephesians two, like just a reminder of his good grace that he gives to us. And so, um, and again, another topic I would love to talk about more, but we cannot, um, for the time being right now, but like, maybe this is something we come back to. Um, but as I said, Ephesians three is divided into two different passages of scripture within the chapter. So the first chapter is, uh, verses one through I want to say it's verses one through 13. And so that section in my Bible, in my NIV Bible is, uh, is entitled God's marvelous plan for the Gentiles. And then in verses 14 through 21, it is entitled a prayer for the Ephesians. And so, um, which we'll get into that later. I like sometimes how my how Bible section different things out, because I think it reminds us that it kind of gives us a little bit of clarity and of mind of how we're reading it. And so even as somebody like me, like as I'm studying scripture, it helps to have kind of like, oh, this is what it's going to talk about, but not give us the whole thing away because ultimately the Lord speaks to us in different ways. And so I like how he divided that up um, for us. And so um, one thing I, uh, something that I wanted to focus more on since we are not going to be reading the, the entire chapter. Um, it, there's just, there's so many things you could pull out of it, but like, ultimately I would love for you guys to read that as well. Um, on your own is that there's some very important words and specifically too, in this chapter that I really wanted to pinpoint, 
Um, and I'll talk a little bit more about those. And so the first one that I pinpointed was mystery. And so this is specifically verses three through six, which I'll read for you guys. Um, and it says, sure. And this is in verse two is where it starts, but it says, surely you have heard about the administration of God's grace that was given to me for you. That is the mystery made known to me by revelation, as I have already written briefly. In reading this, then you will be able to understand my insight into the mystery of Christ, which was not made known to people in other generations, as it has now been revealed to the spirit of the uh, to, to the spirit to God's holiest apostles and prophets. This mystery is that is that through the gospel, the Gentiles are heirs together with Israel, members together of one body, and shares together in the promise in Jesus Christ. So. I think right here, it just immediately, we see that the mystery of the gospel actually brings together both the Jews and the Gentiles. And like something that I want to remind us of is that, um, which, as I said earlier, is that Paul is writing to the Ephesian church, which is in Ephesus is a fort city at the time, where there's a lot of different cultures and diversity. And so you had a lot of not just only the Jews, but you had people of different descent, different beliefs, which are, we, Paul kind of talks about them as the Gentiles. Um, and so the Jews are the ones that are circumcised that are, um, you know, in the family line of Abraham is as we see that the Abraham was the father of many nations from Genesis, whenever God immediately talks to Abraham and says, you will be the father of many nations. So he was talking about Israel. And then you see the Gentiles, which are not included in that. And so for a long time, because of this, and a lot of the prophecy and a lot of like, just seeing like backgrounds, you saw a lot of mistreatment of the Gentiles because um, the Jews saw them as less worthy. And there was a lot of like cultural, like, because of that, it developed a lot of cultural ad, uh, animosity between the two groups. And so, um, so as we see here, like Paul's big heart right here for the Ephesians is unifying these two different uh, races and bringing them together. And because he says that like Jesus died for everybody, Jesus died for all people. Um, and it's only if the people that accept and that understand and see that, you know, while my life is worth losing in order to gain the life that God's created for me is where you see how that brings people together. And that's the church right there. And so it doesn't matter your background, your race, your whatever um, it is. It's ultimately because God in, in human form died for us so that he can bring both of those groups together so that they will be unified under him. And so, so there is a definitely a significance in unity already prevail, like already taught in these first few verses of this chapter which sets the tone for like in verses seven through nine, which I will also read. Um, it says, I became a servant of this gospel by the gift of God's grace given to me through the working of, the, of his power. Although I am less than the least of all the Lord's people, the grace was given to me to preach to the Gentiles, the boundless riches of Christ and to make plain to everyone, the administration of this, of this mystery, which for ages past was kept hidden in God who created all things. And I think that key, that key phrase is in, was created, uh, let me repeat that real quick, was kept hidden in God who created all things. And so, you know, that means everyone. <laughs> so that brings together the whole idea of this idea of unity, like Paul is seeking unity between the Gentiles and the, and the Jews and saying that everyone is created equal and under, and that God loves everybody that is there, um, that professes to love him, he will uh, he will be with them and 
there is no, it does not determine on whether you were born Jewish or if whether you're or not, you were circumcised because that was given as an option because of the grace that God displayed for his people, because he sent Jesus to die on the cross for all people. Um, and so that's just a reminder of like the unity in the church. And I think we start to see here a lot of relationship between, um, at least for me, whenever I was studying this, a lot of the relationship between the, the culture then and the culture now, because I think in our world, 2021, there's a lot of uh, segregation of different groups. And I think that it's very much evident and you're, you're able to see it very clearly because of the media, because of social media, because of just the world we live in. And um, people are not able to brush it aside or they actually have to deal with it. And um, people are like actually looking for it and seeing how it, how it's affecting culture, which could be a very good thing or a very bad thing. And that's a whole other discussion, but like, I see a lot of relationship here because ultimately like it doesn't matter about like the color of your skin or um, what your background is or if, and I know there's a lot of privilege coming from me saying that as a white woman, but like there is also something to be said about like that ultimately God who has no sin within him, he wants unity brought into the church. Not, it does not matter your background, your race, your everything. And so in a time back in Ephesus, when this was being written, you see a lot of uh, animosity between two different races. You see that still again today. And ultimately the, it, this meaning of this passage is very much very applicable to right now, because you see ultimately that there is a lot of God's calling for unity between his people and, um, and those who believe in him and trust him. And so, um, And then the next word that I want to talk about, um, because there's so much more I can talk about this, but for time, I want to like, we're going to like kind of move on a little bit. Um, but I'm also very willing to talk about a lot of this chapter because I think this chapter is very important. So, um, and so maybe like that is something we can talk about more later on, but like another point of this chapter is that another word he uses is, uh, is Neil. And so, um, and this is specifically seen in verse 14. So this is in the second second part of the, of the chapter, um, specifically underneath the, the heading of a prayer for the Ephesians. So this is where Paul kind of turns his, uh, his focus on um, instead of just, you know, teaching the Ephesians and all this stuff, like he's actually like kneeling in submission to prayer to God for the Ephesian church. And so, um, so we see he first starts the, the verse in verse 14 with, for this reason, I kneel before the father. He doesn't start with, uh, before this reason, I, you know, I pray to the God, uh, to the father. I, uh, you know, what I, I worship the father, which are all great things. And they are all needed. And it's a big part of our relationship with God. But ultimately the first thing he says is he kneels before the father. And I think that's so important because that reminds us that in order, like an act of kneeling is an act of submission. And so Paul is displaying an, an act of submission to the father by saying, God, I am here submitting to you. Now, this is what I'm asking for you from you. And so we see that in verse 14, which I'll continue reading. It says, for this reason, I kneel before the father, 
in verse 15, it says, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of the glorious riches, he may strengthen you with the power through the spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power to, together with all the, the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know that this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. So in this prayer, Paul is turning the mindset and the focus back onto who the father is. He is, um, he has spent a good chunk of the chapter talking about, you know, reminding them, the church about this need for unity to us to bring together, um, these two different groups that do not agree and have a lot of animosity towards each other. He's trying to bring that unity together for his church, capital C on that for the entire, like the United church of, of the world. And so I think that shows his, ultimately, as Paul is describing it, Paul knows how important unity is between both the Jews and the Gentiles in order to bring the church together and so that the kingdom can be shared with other people, with all people, um, for that matter. And so you see here, he first displays that and he shares it and he shares the importance of it. But then after that, he shares a prayer towards God and asks him for, you know, all these, these things that are about the Ephesian church. He is asking for, um, out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit and your inner being. You know, he's, that shows he's praying for strength to be brought in to, from, so that the Lord may come down and assist them and be with them. Um, whenever it is already a very hard cultural, cultural, cult, so sorry guys, cultural climate <laughs> to live in. He is asking for the Lord to come down and be a guiding, like being guiding, um, he just be a guide to them as they are, as they are seeking this unity between um, these two different groups and all the, all the other struggles that are going on. I mean, as a church body, it's probably very difficult at the time to live in a place so jam-packed with so many different things going on, so many different religions, so many different people, so many different things that do not believe in God all around them, swarming them. And so for them to breathe pot together, he is asking for that unity to be displayed, but also that the Lord be with them and strengthen them as well. And then he also prays for the people and say that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. He wants them to encounter God. He wants them to see his love. He wants them to see that how important and significant it is that they see the love of God for what it is, that how, you know, how high, how deep, how long, how wide, how great is the love of Christ. And so he wants them to encounter that because then when we encounter God's love like that, we are able then to not be afraid, not be scared, not be, uh, not be weary from all the trials that are going on in our lives, but ultimately be more bold, more, be more willing to lay down our lives for who God is. Because I think, and we know this as sinners, we struggle with that concept. We don't, I think that's why we forget, like we kind of are from a human standpoint, we are amazed at like how, what Jesus did for us, because it's like, that's something that we always like, <laughs> we as sinners probably would not be able to do in a lot of ways. Like, and so you have so many people out there that are willing to die for their faith. 
and around the world, people are persecuted for, for their faith. And so just being, having the mindset of, wow, Jesus did nothing. And he does, he got this, the death that I deserved. What I think it's just a reminder of, wow, I, I, if when I encounter God's love like that, I hope I will be willing to die for him as well. And I think, um, that's why we as believers seek so dearly for like, for those who, for when we want to know God more, that's when we are willing to be putting our, you know, reputations on the line or be willing to say things that may be scary for some people to say, or maybe like do some things that are very terrifying to do that most people wouldn't do or would think you're crazy to do. And so I think that just takes a lot of courage and strength and that that's God assisting you in that. Whenever you see, he sees how much you are willing to put all your humanity aside in order to just please and to serve him. Um, there's a lot of courage that he gives for us. And I think boldness is something that people are scared to ask for because they know whenever we ask for something like that, that God will give us an opportunity to be bold and God will give us an opportunity to be courageous. And so um, so with that, I also have a, there's a song and a hymn, um, uh, that I is very near and dear to my heart and I love hymns. I love the, the, how lyrics work and how the Lord just uses different words, um, within songs, how sometimes whenever we write songs, I think it's, when they're saturated in scripture. I love to see how they, um, give, bring praise and glory and worship to God. And so there is a, there's a song I'm going to read the lyrics to, um, that is very near and dear to my heart. I grew up on, and I mean, this is a song, a hymn that everybody knows. Um, if you don't know it, or if you do know it, you should totally go listen to this afterwards. I will as well. Cause it's one of my favorites. It's one of my favorite hymns It's by Helen H. Lemmel. And it's a song called turn your eyes upon Jesus. And I think when we talk about a lot of boldness and asking for boldness and courage, um, during times of trial and weariness, um, cause I mean, it is hard to be a believer in this world. It is very difficult. Like there is a lot of, you ask for a lot of attention on you sometimes in some situations. And so just, you know, being like finding that that's okay to be uncomfortable in something that is in a world that is not used to that is very asking of a lot of people, but it's so worth all of that. And because God asks us to do it, that's why we should do it. And so this song, I think reminds me of the fact that like, when there are things of this world that are so hard and so painful and trials keep coming up, like how we need to keep our eyes on Jesus and keep our, our gaze upon him. And so I'm going to read these lyrics. Um, cause I think and this, I love also doing this with hymns cause it makes me think about like why, what I'm singing when I'm actually worshiping and trying to glorify God. So this is song starts with, it says, Oh soul, are you weary and troubled? No light in the darkness you see. There's light for a look at the savior and life more abundant and free through death into life everlasting. He passed and we follow him there over us. Sin no more hath dominion for more than conquerors. We are turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face and the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. His word shall not fail you. He promised. Believe him and all will be well. Then go into, no, I'm sorry. Then go to a world that is dying. His perfect salvation to tell. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. Um, so that's my prayer for you guys, that you will turn your eyes upon him and you will 
when things get hard and uh, when trials come up against you, that once you turn your eyes upon Jesus, you'll start seeing those things that are so scary and that are, are wearing you down and are on top of you will slowly grow strangely dim and in the, to the light of who he is. Um, and just another reminder is that like his love, his love is so deep. And this is a passage, a verse that we'd all know it's very, very common nowadays in this chapter. And, um, it's one of my, it's a great one. It's, uh, it's verse, it's verse 17 so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. His love is so, so deep is so wide and, and all surpassing. He deeply adores his church and sees that as his, sees it as his bride. And so just a reminder from this passage as well, like how much God loves you. And I know we can twist that and make it to fit our own selfish gain. And we can get to very, where Peter's on prosperity gospel a little bit, but I want you to hear just because prosperity gospel talks a lot about like how much God loves you and all these things that are so true, they just twist it. And so I want you to hear it just because like scripture says, God loves you. God, that is absolutely true. Um, but that doesn't mean life's going to get easy. That doesn't mean life's going to be simple. That doesn't mean just because you love God, that like your life, you'll never have to sacrifice your life for him. Um, these things all may happen, but it's worth it. That's the point of it is that his love is his love is something greater than we can ever imagine. We cannot even match his love at all because we're human and it's our love is tainted because of sin, but God's all his all surpassing love is so much greater than any, um, human love that we may experience. And so his love's worth it. So, and so be bold, be courageous, um, go out there and be a witness and a light for who God is, because ultimately that's what your purpose is here. And that's what scripture tells us to do. And so I just want to end on that note as well. And just remind you guys that I'm so grateful for each of you coming in and listening to this um, and being a part of uh, this ministry. And um, I will be praying for each of you. So feel free to, again, to like to leave your prayer requests. If you have any prayer concerns that you would like to leave with us, go to our social media page and just DM us some prayer requests. We'll ask every once in a while um, on our stories if you guys have any prayer requests. So please feel free to drop them there. And with that being said, I'm so excited that you guys listened today. We will continue with Ephesians the next, um, the next episode, which will come out in the next, I I'm going to try and do it tomorrow. Um, so you guys can hear that and then we'll have like around a week off, um, from wonder. So we'll have this next one and then we'll have another one hopefully, and then a week off and then we'll have our last one. So thank you guys for joining in and I am praying for each of you and yeah, have a great rest of your week.